Yeah. Why don't you go back home to your strip malls and drink your Zimas and Smirnoff ices? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! and welcome to the Advocates Advocates Podcast, the show that is bringing simplicity back into the complex world of beer, wine, and spirits. I'm your host, Spence Craft. If this is your first time to the show, welcome. Thanks for being here and tuning in. We have two guests here, and the only thing that they know is they are going to be tasting three beers. These beers are German-style Oktoberfests. Uh, this is the part three and the final part of the three-part series uh, surrounding Oktoberfest, which is starting September 22nd, going through October 7th over in Munich, Germany. Our first part just was an introduction to what Oktoberfest and Martin Beer was. Uh, second part was the American-style Oktoberfest, and that was released last week. And so this week, it only makes sense that we focus on the German-style Oktoberfest. With me, I've got an average imbiber, Mark Mucci. Mark, go ahead and say hey. Hey, thanks for having me, Spence. Absolutely, Mark. Thanks for being here. And we, of course, always have to have our partner in crime, Kenyatta Samuel. show could not be done without him, so thank you for taking the time, Kenyatta, for being here. <laughs> hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> our industry professional that typically we have on apologizes, but they were unable to make it tonight due to some uh, unfortunate circumstances, so... We hope that everything works out. So this show, we are very open about our biases. And so I'm going to throw this question to you first. Kenyatta, I'm going to let you touch on it. But that question is, what are your preferences when it comes to drinking beer? What do you tend to look for? What do you shy away from? Uh, what do you absolutely hate? And what do you really, really love? I mean, I'm a pretty average guy. I like most beers. I like IPAs. I like stouts. I like red ales a lot, and scotch ales are probably my favorite. Um, I tend to avoid fruity beers just because they don't really do it for me, and sours are not my favorite either. You actually took uh, the next question I was going to follow up with, so when you say fruity, uh, well, let, let me ask you this. So we've done episodes with IPAs, and with that, we have seen kind of a, um, a rather in-depth exploration with adding fruits to IPAs. We've got the grapefruits out there, mangoes. I've seen pineapple. Sure. Um, a local brewery here in Louisville, Holsoppel, has done that. So when you say fruity, do you, do you tend to stay away from that type of fruit? in your IPA or are you talking like the ciders? I, I don't, I mean I've tried some of the uh, fruity IPAs and I do like them but I was mainly referring to ciders and things like that. Excellent, excellent. And Kenyatta same question over to you, Mr. Hophead extraordinaire, bigger the better <laughs> booze cruiser um, so actually I'm kind of more interested, what have you found over the past two episodes when it comes to Oktoberfest? Um, you know I found quite a few drinkable beers that I would say three years ago I would more like forget this you know there's not enough hops in it or I would just even better yet because of the perception I would just assume there was no hops in it and my mind probably would have played tricks on me instead uh -huh. of like legitimately tasting the actual beer and um, 
you know, I think uh, there was some there's some eye-opening experiences for me on uh, the uh, Sam Adams, for example, that we'll uh -huh. talk about in America now. Um, I think there's some uh, eye-opening experiences even on some of the beers that may have had a little less perceived bitterness that I found quite drinkable. And mm -hmm. actually, in the last episode, I think there was not a beer that I would not have drunk. I think all three of them were quite drinkable and, you know, uh, very solid. So, so we're widening that horizon for you here. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I actually bought some stuff off the beaten path I never would have bought before in my life uh, over the weekend. Awesome. You know? What was it, if, if we can ask? Uh, trolley. It was Trolley Station. It was it was a session IPA, but still an IPA. Okay. But yeah. it was a session IPA, so very lo uh, less alcohol yep. content on it. Yep. Um, not as bitter, uh, you know, uh, interesting taste to it as I was tasting it. Sure. And, you know, uh, it's a little different on that side. And, you know, also uh, to uh, you like this, I uh, had some Oktoberfest of Sierra Nevada. Okay. And uh, that was quite uh, tasty. So a friend of mine brought that over and, you know, I was, you know, switching the uh, Sam Adams around. So that was kind of an interesting taste. And then... Of course, uh, I got some bearded Irish on stuff. Of course. <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. So. All right. Well, Mark Kenyatta, again, thank you for being here. Tonight's theme, of course, is that German style. We do have three beers in front of us, and we are going to enjoy these beers left to right. Uh, we are bringing simplicity back into the complex world, so it only makes sense that we review and judge these beers very simply. Uh, our table for analysis goes sight, smell, taste, finish, and conclusion. Typically, I would allow the industry professional to run through the table uh, solo, just so that we can get an idea of what you know we are looking for within these beers. But um, just to recap, a German-style Oktoberfest is going to be lighter in color. It's going to be less alcohol than the American side of that spectrum. Um, German Oktoberfest typically are going to be between five and six percent and sit around 15 to 20 IBUs. That IBU, of course, from episode one really doesn't mean anything except that perceived bitterness should not be there. Um, so this might be kind of fun. Mark, I'm going to let you um, take sight smell, Kenyatta. Okay. Uh, I want you to do the taste and finish. Okay. And then we'll all come together for a conclusion. And then for beer number two, I'm going to reverse that. That's good. <laughs> so, Mark, when you're looking at the beer, what, what colors are you seeing? It's a really um, nice dark amber color. It smells like heaven. <laughs> oh, I like it. Like <laughs> and Kenyatta, what are you tasting there? So, um, I'm tasting um, definitely quite a bit of fruitiness in my taste. Um, the finish is all pretty crisp. Um, there's not a lot of uh, lingering on it, so it's a quick. You know, it doesn't stay there too long. Um, 
some acidity, but not a ton. Um, and I'm picking up like a lot of floral type, or actually no, I take that. No, that's yeasty. I'm picking up some yeast out of it. So, um, and then, you know, to that point, it looks a little darker to me than what a German is, but that yeastiness is kind of a plus. So, you know, as far as being balanced, and I know we talked about that last week. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I think it, it fits fairly balanced. Um, maybe a little too yeasty for me, but once again, we're getting back to this is very drinkable for me. Right. So I'm good with it. Uh, one thing that I'm kind of picking up here, and I, again, might be, you know, off, just want to know what you all think, um, is this idea of astringency, that perception of drying out your mouth when, when I'm sipping this. And uh, Pierce touched on mouthfeel last week as well, and when I actually sip this one, I get a prickling sensation, but then my mouth kind of dries out as well. I agree. Are, are you all getting that too? I am picking that up, and... I'm not exactly sure, you know, it's crisp and it finishes pretty quickly, but like I said, I am picking the astringency up and if you do the, uh, the trick of rubbing the top of your, uh, of your mouth, you can definitely pick up the graininess there as well. So, um, okay. you know, it's definitely there. So, don't know exactly what that is. Um, sure. But it's it's not you know unpleasant. So what's the overall perception of what you all just drank? She <laughs> said name. Um, overall perception, I think it's a German beer, um, obviously, and I think it's a little more of a slight take on the actual. Uh, traditional German like maybe it's a slight modification but I think overall it's still solid so that's my take on it I think it's a really good Oktoberfest I'm certainly no expert and not near as sophisticated as my fellow people on this podcast but I do enjoy it um, I definitely do get that dryness feeling that Spence was talking about uh, but I really do like it and I would definitely order one so definitely a German Oktoberfest, maybe a little heavier than the ones that we've had in the past, like that Sierra Nevada we had last week. Right. They teamed up with the Stoffensteiner, uh, mm -hmm. some really like the oldest um, brewery in the world, I guess, is uh, was their acclaim. Right. Um, also the number one Oktoberfest of 2017. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, most definitely um, heavier with that. And... Um, Honestly, I'm not too impressed with it. I don't know if that's just my take yeah. take on it, but I mean, Kenyatta, you threw out the big word, the big P word, phenomenal, last week. This right is off the phenomenal. bat. <laughs> so I don't think this is phenomenal. All right. um, so, but it's you know it's drinkable. It's not bad. I think um, it if if you're looking for what a German Oktoberfest should taste like. It kind of gets it right, but I think they're trying to do something a little different there. Okay. Um, that's just kind of my take. But, you know, it's not bad. It's definitely drinkable. I'm not going to throw, throw it out. So, 
All right. And Spence, you said when we started that German Fest tend to be a little lighter, and this was definitely a darker beer. You know, it is, some actually. Of the other ones. The, yeah. the color um, really mm-hmm. does um, strike me odd. Um, from the Hofbrauhaus House that we had two weeks ago. Yep. Even that Sierra Nevada, which was, yes, an American style, but, um, but with the German color. influence, very, very light. Definitely the lightest one we had last week. So, Are you picking up any toastedness in this by chance? I mean, not necessarily toasty. I get grainy. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm not picking up any smoke at all. Not okay. at all. So I don't really know what they're trying to do there. From, but you know, overall taste, I can kind of see where they're going with the traditional Oktoberfest. But sure. yeah, to your point, um, we've tasted better ones up to this point, both on the American side and traditional German side. All right. So, well, let's uh, go on to beer number two. Give Mr. Mark Mucci here um, something to compare it to. All right. So, Mark, you had the sight and the smell last time, Kenyatta. That responsibility falls under you. Get, okay. Get that sniffer sniffing. So, if I'm looking, um, once again, we got kind of a more golden color. I like the doggies. That's more of a golden color. So, once again, it's not what I would normally perceive out of a traditional Oktoberfest. Um... Once again, got a little bit of a yeasty smell to it, maybe a grainy smell, which I would consider to be a traditional Oktoberfest. Yeah, this color is definitely throwing me off, but you know, the smell kind of lends itself towards what I consider to be a traditional Oktoberfest, but definitely kind of gold, which kind of a little bit different. So, how's it taste? Yeah, Mark. I think it tastes more fruity than the last one. Maybe that's just what I'm picking up for me. Um, it tastes good, though. It's very sweet. It's smooth, though. It's got, you know, good aftertaste. It does linger a little more than the last one, I think. I agree. But uh, it's not not unpleasant at all. It's good. Yeah, I'm um, definitely picking up what you're saying. I definitely think the fruit, the fruitiness is much better. And... Um, well, I should say better, much more apparent. Yeah, more pronounced. Um, much more pronounced. Um, it definitely does linger a lot more. Um, that astringency is still there. Yeah. Which is, I like. Yeah, to the point where, you know, now that it's kind of sitting in my throat a bit, kind of like, huh. So, I'm not sure on that one. But, once again, it's another beer that um, I'm not going to toss out. Um, and, you know, Spence, you know this as well as I do. If there's a beer I don't like, I, I'll be very uh, diplomatic on the um, mic. People will know that I'm probably not going to drink it again. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, this isn't bad. But once again, it, it strikes me as they're trying to do something a little different on the twist of a German Oktoberfest. And... Uh, there's elements of it. It's just kind of different. Well, I'm going to throw this out. So these are imported beers. I will go ahead and let you all know that. All three. Okay. From Germany. 
And so do you think maybe the American-style German Oktoberfest that we've had so far might be throwing a twist on that German to um, appeal to the American palate? Oh, I definitely think so because, I mean, ultimately you got to make money. <laughs> you got yeah, And we are a big market. No yeah, we're we're a huge market. Lots so, of discretionary income here in the yeah. States. We are blessed and fortunate for yep. that, absolutely. So, you know, I think you could start to see some twists some twists on uh, what they consider to be traditional. Sure. And, um, you know, I think that brings up a very good point. Um, however, I think, um, you know, you're getting to a point of compromise probably in the wrong way of doing that because you know if you're trying to be a german beer but appeal more towards an american palate you kind of get what we've had maybe in these first two where ideally probably a sam adams appeals to that palate more so mm-hmm. or sierra nevada because they actually stay more true to a german type of beer um in the particular one so I don't know. So I think, unfortunately, trying to capture the market, you kind of get your strings crossed. Gotcha. Good call, then. All right, Mark. Your time to shine here. All right. You're going through the table here. I want your unbiased. I want, like, straight through what you see, what you smell, what you taste, your finish. And then, Kenyatta, I want you to run through the table as well. So we're going to... Beer number three. All right, beer number, beer number three. three. Well, this beer is certainly a lot lighter in color than the other ones, Absolutely. which is more, according to you, the German style Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have as much of a smell as the other ones. It's probably the most delicate of the three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm digging this. Oh, that's really good. Does it taste kind of nutty? A little bit. A little bit? Yeah. A little bit. Not picking up the smell, but I can taste it. So, okay, I'm gonna throw a guess out here. So, because I was good on one guess, I know I'm gonna be off on this one. Does Duval make a Oktoberfest? They might, <laughs> but I'll I'll say I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's. I'm gonna say I'm gonna throw it down that this may be something like that out of, out of uh, well I want to bring the attention back to the smell and how I mean that's really it's deep. like a siren out in the sea it just it's so delicate and yeah. soft and it just lures you in and yep and you just have to taste it yeah it, it's not overpowering like the other two they hit you with they the floral. Do. yeah this one you like, gotta search for it a little bit yeah and it's, it's not a yeasty smell. I don't, I'm not much more perfumey and full. Yeah. But Mark, what are you tasting? I mean, you said it's delicious, but what what makes it delicious? Well, let me get another sip just to be sure. It's not as fruity as the other one. It's definitely more floral, mm-hmm. like I think you said. Um, it's very crisp. It doesn't linger like the second one. It's it's there and gone. It's very good though. I'll say that. I like this one a lot. This beer is very good. I'm not going to use the phenomenal word, but this beer is very good. And okay. 
you know, this is, and this is a problem when you start tasting a ton of beers yeah. and you have a ton of beers, you're like, start doing comparisons. And that's, that's a probably, good problem to have, Kenyatta. <laughs> some people may say good, some people may say you have a problem, but uh, we are not those know, people. <laughs> considering we're doing this at a brewery, I think it's fine. But, um, you know, I think, um, yeah, I, I really, you know, you start comparing, like, okay, what other German beers, what other types of imports have I had? And I keep coming back to Duval, where it just, and I know that's not it. I'm almost positive that's not it. But this is really good. The smell is good. It's balanced, uh, I think. Uh, astringency. You talked about astringency earlier. I'm not picking up a ton of it. Um, alcohol seems to be balanced with everything else. It's not boozy. Yeah. Um, gosh. Of the three, this is uh, just really, really good. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. That's uh, that's my take on it. Um, you know, um, maybe I'm missing something here, but I don't know, Spence. What's uh, what's your thoughts? Well. You know, before my thoughts, I've got to get your alls. Mark, this is the part of the show where I'm going to give you the very tough um, task of having you rate the beer based on how you enjoyed it. How you enjoyed drinking the beers. You have beer one, beer two, beer three, left to right. Which one would you want more of, and which one could you be okay not drinking again? I think I'm, I'm Americanized enough. I kind of like the more American style. I'd probably put number one as my favorite one. Uh, I did enjoy it. I kind of liked that it. it was crisp, and like you said, it kind of made your mouth feel like it was dried out a little bit. It had a little grit to it, and I like that a lot. Um, I'd say for number two, I'd select the most recent beer, the kind of lighter flavor. I think that had really, really crisp, and uh, it did feel more like a German beer mm-hmm. than the first two. And I, I like a little you know, diversity there. And number the second one wasn't bad, but of the three, I'd say it was my least favorite one. All right. And Kenyatta, uh, typically the industry professional would come in here and you know rank the beer based on German style, but. Again, we do not have one here, so we're uh, just a bunch of uh, beer buddies sipping and drinking some Oktoberfest. Um, That's a sub-podcast that's coming in 2019. <laughs> bunch of beer buddies, <laughs> copyrighted by Advocates Advocate. I'll um, get on that. <laughs> but Kenyatta, let's, uh, let's go ahead and, you know, you rate these beers how you enjoy drinking them. Okay. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed number three. I think uh, number three is probably the closest representation to a German style beer. And since they stayed true to their form, I think it probably drunk the best to me. Um, I think um, there's definitely something to be said about the first two where they tried to Americanize it a bit and they kind of maybe missed the mark and got muddied. Number two, I'm going to go with probably one. The biggest thing is um, it was crisp. Yeah. Had good flavor to it. Um, Pretty solid overall. It was kind of yeasty. Number two, I'd rank third. Um, 
that astringency just stuck in my throat way too long and um, wasn't necessarily a fan of it. It definitely lingered. Yeah, yeah. it definitely lingered uh, to the point where I was like, uh, I need to wash this down with a stout. But uh, yeah, it was kind of weird on number two. So of the three, you know, if I'm doing it, uh, three, one, two. So. All right. So, Mark, I've got you down as one, three, two. And Correct. Kenyatta, I got you down as three, one, two. Yep. Well, I guess we got some commonality. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Now, here's a question that we probably need to throw in here. Um, and so, from my perspective, I would drink any of these three beers if it was presented. Oh, for sure. Okay. Sure. All right. If I ordered one of the, any of these at a bar, I'd drink the whole beer. They're all yep. good. Yep. But I'd say number two was my least favorite of them. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, I would say I would agree with that. All right. Let's throw this out. Why? What's it missing or what's there too much of that maybe threw you off when the, it comes to Oktoberfest and what you expect from the, an Oktoberfest? The astringency, the lingerness. Uh, it, it was the fruitiest of them. As yeah. I said at the start, I'm not really into fruity beers. I mean, not that it's fruity, but it definitely right. had more than the other two in it. It definitely tried. It, tr- it tried yeah. to go Americanized, and uh, it may have missed the mark there. And that's where I'm thinking, especially, like I said, it certainly sticks in your throat, and I think when you drink an Oktoberfest, one of the things about Oktoberfest is you got to be able to drink quite a few of those Oktoberfests. Yes. I mean, it's Oktoberfest. It's an all day. Yeah. Yeah. So even though I know what we're drinking, um, <laughs> vices aside, I'm just going to throw out. I prefer two, one, three. Okay. Honestly, I think. <laughs> I'm, wow. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Two. Wow. American. <laughs> no, I, I just think. Um, I think number two is just a fuller beer, mm-hmm. and you know, as it does start cooling down, that's what I look for—a little harder beer. I Fair do enough. like the astringency; it's not overpowering, though. I think you know we talked about balance last week. Um, I really think that this is a um, great Oktoberfest Martin Lager, um, and it's to the point where. It's not overpowering in nuttiness or the allspices that we typically find within the American yeah. um, Oktoberfest that we've discovered within that Sam Adams, the Great Lakes, the Dead Ringer from last week. And I'm actually going to jump in here real quick. Hate to mess up your thought. Sure, I have now tasted for probably a fourth of its time, number two. And I am picking up traces of maybe a cinnamon or a allspice or something, but it's subtle. So... so Good point. But um, either way, I do want to, uh, of course, throw in some libation education here. Just remind you listeners that the Oktoberfest is a Martin Lager. Uh, Just like all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. All Oktoberfests are Martin, but not all Martins are Oktoberfests. That cold fermentation is what makes it a lager, opposed to a warm fermentation, which makes it an ale. That's going to give it more subtle notes. So, that's the side note. And Mark, I'm so sorry you're out of beer. <laughs> yeah. 
I need a bigger sample. <laughs> that may be a first, actually, that all the samples are done before uh, the end of the show. I'm a beer drinker, not a beer taster. There I don't you go. tell you. Well, they must not have all been too bad. <laughs> but would you like to know what you're, you've been drinking tonight? I would, yes. To the listeners and to Mark, Kenyatta has accused me from always throwing in kind of a weird, funky twist to beer number three. Last week I put everything in a uh, range of price. This week I did it alphabetically. <laughs> so, whatever happened, happened. I did all Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, beer number one is Hacker Shore Oktoberfest. Okay. Huh. So, I don't know if you all realize this, but only six Munich be- uh, breweries are allowed to serve beer at Munich Oktoberfest. And Hacker Shore is one of them. That's really cool. Okay. I didn't know that before today, honestly. That's pretty cool. Um, let's see here. Did you know that before you bought it? Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> There's, there is a method to the madness one. All right. <laughs> but the six beers, another libation education, insert the six beers that can be served at Oktoberfest. And I apologize to my German brethren. I'm probably going to screw this up, but here we go. The Augustner Bro. Okay. Augustner Bro. Augustner. Augustiner Brow. That's it. Brow. Brow. Augustiner Brow. The Hacker Shore Brow, which is what we had. The Lowen Brow. The Paul Lanner, which, spoiler alert, Beer number two. All right. Okay. The spot and brow. Okay. And God, I'm gonna destroy this. Fatlicious half brow munchkin. Oh, he nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a badass beer. Is what that sounds like. You couldn't find it, believe that's, it or not. That sounds like a very hardcore beer. <laughs> so going back to the Hacker Shore Oktoberfest. This beer, on average, for the six-pack was $1.66 for a 12-ounce bottle. Beer Advocate had it ranked 3.63 out of 5. This beer was number 10 Oktoberfest of 2017 from Beer Connoisseur. Great Beer has it 72 out of 100, and Untapped has it 3.69 out of 5. ABV percentage is 5.8, and the hops within this Oktoberfest is a holler towel. So, again, going back to uh, the description of what a Martin slash Oktoberfest is, forbidden as it was to brew in summer, a stronger beer, the Martin, was brewed earlier in March, hence the name Martin, which is German for March. Mm -hmm. It would finally be served at the Oktoberfest under the, quote, Heaven of Bavaria. We have returned once again to the age-old recipe and recreated that gloriously smooth, honey-colored piece of history from times gone by. So that's the description I was able to find on the Hacker Shore Oktoberfest there. Again, number 10, 2017 Oktoberfest. All right. Okay. So beer number two, as I mentioned earlier, is that Poliner. It uh, is one of the six beers that is served at the Munich uh, Oktoberfest. This too was the same price where I got it, $1.66 for a 12 ounce bottle, which comes out to be $9.99 for a six pack. The Beer Advocate had it ranked 3.87 out of five. 
So right there, um, not too far off, a little higher than the Hecker Shore. Huh, guess we were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Beer, hey, drink what you love, love what you right. drink, yes. brother. <laughs> Beer Connoisseur had this ranked 86 out of 100. This was also the number seven Oktoberfest of 2017. So you guys have drank two of the top 10 2017 Oktoberfest. All right. Very nice. Tonight. Rate Beer had it ranked at 68 out of 100. Untapped had it 3.66 out of 5. IBUs on this are 20 ABV. Just like the Hacker Shore is 5.8%. Description, an amber beer style that was developed to celebrate the original Oktoberfest over 200 years ago. Yep. This full-bodied beer with its rich malt flavor, dark toffee note, and underlying fruitiness. There you go, guys. <laughs> has a masterful hop balance. You'd think you'd be a professional by now. <laughs> I remember my first beer. I don't care. I'm not editing that out. <laughs> All right. I like this, Mark. I know you go. <laughs> All right. And beer number three to wrap all this up is the Vorsteiner Oktoberfest. Or the Americans say it, Vorsteiner. <laughs> Oktoberfest. Uh, the average price per bottle, 12 ounces, is $1.50, which comes out to $8.99, $9 a six-pack. Okay. Beer Advocate had this ranked 3.44 out of 5. Beer Connoisseur, nothing on it. Apparently, they didn't think it was anything special. Great beer, 30 out of 100. Wow. Untapped, 3.58 out of 5. IBU's 21. And you do get an extra 0.1% on ABV at 5.9. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> more bang for your buck, question mark? I don't know. <laughs> Description. Celebrate German heritage with this authentic German specialty. A truly German import brewed according to the German purity law as are all Vorsteiner beers in limited quantities, especially for Oktoberfest celebrations. This special edition has a well-balanced, mild, and smooth taste with a uniquely soft, hoppy aftertaste and a 5.9% alcohol. So bring a bit of Germany with you to your next Oktoberfest celebration and bring Vorsteiner edition Oktoberfest. So... That, that bitterness is still stuck, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Wow. So I do, before we you know conclude the show here, I do want to take it back to the idea that I threw out to where maybe Warsteiner, which most definitely is a bigger name within the American public sure. eye. Yep. Do you think that maybe they made their Oktoberfest a bit lighter and not necessarily as bold and astringent as what a typical German um, again that's beer number one and two right. were and made it more approachable to that American palate that might not be yet so adapted to a true German Oktoberfest could be quite possibly because you know I I picked it up so I mean that's um, you know I noticed a distinct difference so there could be something there I mean I think the one thing that we really haven't touched on, and maybe this is a whole libation education in its own right, is beer manufacturers straying towards 
profitability and and marketability of beers versus you know I guess the the uh, the true love of making a beer. <clears throat> so sure, but very good, very good. Uh, hypothesis. Well, I mean, I'm even thinking back to the Sierra Nevada yes. uh, that we had last week, which was super light, super yeasty, very gritty, and um, it's almost like, I, I wonder how much influence the, the Germans actually had in making that, Yeah. and if Sierra Nevada didn't kind of come in and say, you know what, the Oktoberfest you want to make might be too heavy, too astringent for the American palate. Right. So let's do this. For the let's, average American palate. The average American palate. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. So just food for thought. Beer is food. So would it be safe to say beer for thought? Yeah. I'm good with it. Awesome. Excellent. Trademark that now. Done. <laughs> really busy. Mine, y'all. Really busy this whole week. Talking with the lawyers again. Get to it, Kenyatta. <laughs> All right, y'all. So... Starbucks has recently released their pumpkin spice lattes. Dear God. So, yep, dear God is right. Gird your loins. It is pumpkin everything. Next week, we are doing pumpkin beers. Really? Sorry. Really? It's got to be done. <laughs> you can leave that in. You can print that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Kenyatta's <laughs> is getting sick right now. Pumpkin beers, huh? No, folks, we will be doing pumpkin beers as pumpkin everything will be coming out. Pumpkin scones, pumpkin spice lattes, pumpkin pies, hashtag pumpkin everything. So be sure to come back next week and listen to that. Uh, We are on Facebook, so please go ahead and find us. That is Advocates, the number two advocate. Uh, Go ahead, like us, follow share it's where we put up all the links put up pictures show notes etc etc join the group that's when we actually get to hear your voice as well agree with us disagree with us what do you think about these beers that we've had tonight we'd love to have you um speak your truth and we'd love to have your review on there um stay active and we may even reach out and have you on the show, especially if it's something that you are requesting and asking us to do. This show is for you all. We want you all to get the best bang for your buck, the most value that we can provide to you. Uh, with that said, we are looking for sponsors, so please contact me at Spence at Advocates, the number two advocate.com, and Kenyatta. It's now week three. We get closer and closer to the holiday season when everyone is throwing the holiday party. Yes. If you really want to differentiate yourself (laughs) and have one of us or have a professional come and do a tasting at your holiday party, please give us a call or message us on Facebook or email me again. That is Spence, S-P-E-N-C-E at advocates, the number two advocate.com. 
We would love to show up and help you throw a one-of-a-kind holiday party. Again, less than uh, 90 days of Christmas or less than 80 days of Christmas at this point. Hopefully 90. I'm not yeah, ready for that. Exactly. <laughs> but we are getting in, as we look at Advocates Advocate, uh, we are definitely more than just beer. We are also wine and spirits. So we are getting near starting to do our first uh, wine show. Yes. And uh, just in time for the holidays uh, for Thanksgiving and Christmas. So keep your ears out for that. And, um, you know, we are definitely in flux and we're moving forward. And you're going to see us on a lot of different uh, channels here soon. Mark, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, appreciate it so much. And hopefully you... Uh, Maybe found some new beers that you uh, obviously enjoyed enough to put down. And just like you on Facebook. Yep. Nice. Please do. <laughs> Follow and share us too. I will. I will. Beautiful. And Kenyatta, of course, the show could not be done without you. So thank you so much for being here. Always. And uh, until next week, guys, let's uh, get Mark a beer because he finished all his. Oh, I finished mine too. <laughs> so. You liked three, right? There you yep, go. There you go. <laughs> All right. I'll take so three. To, to conclude the show, Kenyatta, go ahead, give us our motto. Drink what you love, love what you drink, but drink responsibly. Until next time, y'all. Prost. 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 <laughs> Are you going to choke that one, too? <laughs>